Yo, Luke here with a fresh episode of The Loop, which is our way of keeping you up to date on what's happening here at Lion Loft. Exciting announcement. We've got a new member of the LNL crew, Kendra Little, who came on board last month to be our official visual storyteller, focused on hitting the links and adventuring all over to capture and spread the feeling of home. Her first assignment is a doozy, road tripping down to one of our favorite places, Bannon, Oregon, for two days of battling the elements on Sheep Ranch in Pacific Dunes. A Golf Homies episode is in the works to share Kendra's life story in full, but we'll save that for a future tale. Today, we pick up the pod with an intro to Kendra's overall connection to the game we all love. Golf has been a uh, part of my life since I was six. Started competing when I was seven, eight years old, and and went all the way into my mid twenties playing professionally, and went on all kinds of different uh, adventures between the ages of six and twenty five, uh, both from an amateur standpoint and professionally. And golf has been kind of the the focal point of my life. At times unwilling, and and other times very much willing. But yeah, it's it's really coming full circle. I've I've felt pretty much every emotion with with the game itself over the years, and you know I've been in love with it, hated it. You know I kind of made a little Instagram post about it. You know we're gonna go on to talk about this Bandon trip, and yeah, it's just you know I've almost been involved in every facet of the game from playing, coaching, teaching, in the creative space. You know I I've just had this realization that it golf just always finds a way back into my life no matter what I do and. And I've just gotten to a point where, you know, just surrendering to that and, and welcoming it and, and really finding, you know, the love that I have for it again. You know, I, I can get really poetic with this, but it's it's just and I'm kind of a, a deep thinker in terms of life and, and just thinking about how everything's interconnected and coming on to Line Loft and this all just feels so right. And the timing is just, you know just beyond perfect and this band and trip really I you know, we'll go on to talk about it, but I had uh, several moments where I was just like you know, feeling like I was in the right place at the right time, both specifically, you know, at this Bannon trip, but more so in just life in general. So yeah, beyond stoked to be a part of Lion Loft officially and get to kind of show everyone my adventures and um, both in the golf space and adventure space. So excited to kind of talk more about this this Bandon trip with you specifically. Yeah, we're super fortunate to have you on board and we've been friends for a while I guess virtually, and then we met a couple years ago for the first time, and uh, have stayed in touch really consistently over the years. It's a privilege, and it's something I've been, you know, I've admired your deep thinking that you hit on pr- prior to, and I think that's something that's always stood about out about you is uh, you are a deep thinker and someone who cares about the game in a way that is uh, long term. What what we're trying to do at Lion Loft and the the saying golf is home. So you embody that fully and just uh, in general excited for tons of fun golf adventures with you and uh, also watching you go on your own golf adventures out in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon. And that area is a home away from home for me personally. And it's uh, a golf heaven out there. So super excited as well to like just live vicariously through you as well (laughs) totally no for sure i appreciate that and 
I'll, I'll never forget the first time that you reached out on Instagram and you just sort of like, just, just gave me a compliment just on my work. And, and then at that, that was probably like two years ago or three years ago. I'm like a pretty big believer in like vision boards and manifesting and attracting and, and all that stuff. And, and at that time I was really starting to kind of commit to creative work. And I took a screenshot of that and put it on my vision board, like the compliment you gave me. And like, like for real, like that, like made a huge impact on me and like really, and it's not, you know, like creative work can be kind of tricky in terms of, you know, staying away from like seeking validation from people, but that just meant a lot to me. And and it really encouraged me and spurred me on a little bit. And at that time, like I, like I said, I, you know, was really trying to, you know, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And, and yeah, so that, you know, like you, you played a huge role in, in helping me kind of really trust myself and, and trust my creative instincts and, and go down this path. So it's just, again, it's just crazy. Just it's coming full circle and coming on at Lion Loft is, is, is a real special opportunity for me. And, and it's just funny just with this band and trip, just like texting you and sending you videos and pics and stuff, just, you know, wishing you're out there, you know, enjoying it with me. But, you know, that's kind of the fun in this is getting to kind of show you and, and you know, the audience golf through my lens and through the lens of the Pacific Northwest and going to be going to be a lot of a lot of that to look forward to. Well, it's uh, all reciprocated right back at you and certainly like well earned and deserved and just super pumped and stoked to have you be a part of this and be a part of your journey in life just the special thing about what we're able to do and as creatives and in golf in general in general like where it's able to take you both physically you know in different settings but uh meeting new people and the opportunity to have met you as a human being you've inspired me tremendously so we'll get to continue to tell your story and get to know you more and uh, the public like our followers get to know you more and i think this band and trip is a great introduction to you and your what you're passionate about and getting to hear a first-hand account of a golf trip to our favorite spot out west so you went to bannon dunes in the past week what was the last time when was the last time you had been there prior to this trip yeah so the last time i i you know kind of figured it out I, I was going back and forth in my head trying to figure it out before i went and it was 2011 january 2011 so exactly 10 years um since i'd been there and, and obviously in the last decade a lot has changed on the grounds at abandon they've added three or four other courses it was it's it, a whole decade had passed before i'd before i'd gone and i was i was with my my college golf team it was um my last retreat um we'd go on a retreat every january and that year we went to abandon i think we played uh we played pacific dunes and we played bandon trails and so this time around, uh, 10 years later on this trip, we played Sheep Ranch and, and Pacific Dunes. So I was, I was very stoked to get down there and anxious and curious to see, you know, what had changed and true to Bandon, like the, everything is so, you know, golf centric and focused on the golf. Like everything is extremely nice there, but it's not overdone. It's not foo-foo. It's just, you know, it's everything's nice and the emphasis is put on the golf courses and and that remains true you know with the even with the addition of three or four other golf courses i was i was really um pleasantly surprised to see that 
although they've added a lot, you know, the the energy and the atmosphere had remained the same from when I was there 10 years ago. And when you were there previously, it sounds like it was more of a competitive, uh, like mindset going into it. Whereas this time it's from a recreational standpoint. So tell me about that, like what it felt like being able to go there from a standpoint of like having fun not to say you wouldn't be having fun competing in college but it's you know obviously a very different feeling yeah totally well you know back then you know I was what 20 I was like 20 21 years old and coming off a winter break kind of you know really enjoyed that and then it's like oh man like we're you know we're back like obviously looking forward to the season but kind of like oh break was really great too we got to qualify you know you're just a lot more hyper focused on and, you know, maybe a little stressed, anxious, you know, on playing well and, and positioning yourself for the upcoming spring season and definitely not taking a lot of time to kind of stop and smell the roses. That's for sure. I, I, and the weather wasn't great. I remember it rained. It was windy. And yeah, it just brings a whole host of different, you know, stresses when you're when you're there from a competitive standpoint. And this time around, just completely focused on the opposite. Just just going there with with three buddies and really not caring, you know, how I played or and I say that, but like, of course, I, I want to hit the ball well. I want to, you know, hit some good shots, make some putts. But going there, you know, this time around in a non-competitive sense, just really taking it all in, noticing the details and talking to the people on the grounds and, and really being a lot more present, just no stress, no anxiety, just being there and being present in the moment. And, and boy, were we forced to on the first day with the weather. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like going there, uh, from what I've already seen and talking to you, you probably weren't seeing too many people on that first round just uh, due to the climate and weather that you had upon arrival. So you drive down from Portland and you arrive. Was it already dumping rain and windy or like what was it like when you pulled up? Yeah, well, so we we met. um, So I went with my buddy Daniel, Caroline uh, and Jocelyn. And um, we met at Oswego Lake Country Club and, and drove down there from there. Daniel's a member there. And we get to the we get in the parking lot. It's still dark. It's, you know, there's like a wind and rainstorm going on. So like we should have seen that as a precursor. We knew the weather was going to be brutal at Bandon, but like it was brutal in Portland too. And we left. So it was kind of a, an omen of things to come, but, um, the whole drive down just absolutely dumped. Um, and we get there and actually when we got there, as soon as we got out of the car, it was, it was blowing pretty hard, but that moment it just progressively got worse. Like from when we first arrived and got out of the car from that moment, it was just like, it didn't get better. It got worse. And to imagine it getting worse from what it was when we arrived was pretty hard to believe, but it, it definitely happened. Um, and first time seeing sheep ranch too. So from a golf course standpoint, you're, you're playing it in these conditions that aren't obviously like uh, scoring calm, peaceful. You're, you're seeing this course in a very turbulent way, I guess, so to speak. So on the front nine, what <laughs> I'm sure that changed some cu- club selections on some of the holes. Are there any shots or holes on the front nine that stand out either for you or any of uh, the other people in your group? I think it was, what was it? I think it was the first par three. It was like 125 yards dead into the wind and had to hit three wood. <laughs> How far Which, do you usually hit your three wood? to 40 to 50 problem with me is like i have a pretty a pretty high ball flight which is just an app obviously an absolute killer in the wind yeah it's like one of those things where it's like you like you hit it if you hit it so high that the higher you hit it the more 
that the wind's going to affect it. So it's like, it's kind of pointless, like, you know, hitting a three wood because it's just going to go high. And like, I mean, there was multiple shots where it would go, it would like ride up in the wind and fall like backwards, <laughs> like 10 yards. Like it was the craziest thing ever. Like I was in like a little context on, on my playing partners. Um, yeah. Was there Daniel, a match involved or was this no, a friendly? It was very friendly and partly because so Daniel's he's a, he's a good stick. He's improved his game an immense amount in the last two years. Like he's probably like a, a scratcher plus one plus two. And then Caroline and Jocelyn, they are both former exceptional college basketball players. Caroline played for UConn. Jocelyn played for Stanford, both played in, in multiple final fours. Um, and they've just recently gotten the golf bug. And um, so, I mean, essentially, you know, they're beginners and, so what an introduction for them to come to Bandon and play in, for me, was the worst conditions I've ever played in my life. Like, not even close. Um, and I, you know, made sure to remind them of that. Like, hey, you guys, I've been playing for 25 years. Like, this is the worst I've conditions I've ever played in. And they were just like, whoa, really? And like, I would have loved to have jumped inside of their, their minds to like really like get their true thoughts on what they were experiencing. It is a cool distinction between basketball and golf is the court and basketball never changes. Uh, Whereas golf, the same course changes from day to day with weather. You certainly caught like one of the most challenging days you could probably have out on Sheep Ranch. Totally. So we played the front nine. um, And I remember getting to, I think it was, there's a, there's like a a halfway house kind of plotted in in a very like good location out there that's like you cross it like three different times you know depending on where you're out in the course and I think it was I think it was after five or six um and I just remember going into the bathroom just to get a break from the wind and rain just to sit in there for a sec and kind of like just like <laughs> gather myself and just walking in there and be like oh my god like we have 12 holes left of this and like that was the fun thing about it. Like it was partly miserable, but it was partly like amazing and adventurous. I think it would have been obviously a lot different had it been like a competitive situation. Like that would have like really heightened, like, you know, your, your anxiety and just your, your battle with it. But when you don't really, when you're not really concerned with, you know, how you're scoring, like you can kind of just like enjoy it for what it is and just kind of laugh. There aren't many rounds of golf that you play. If you're like an, if you're, a regular golfer that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And that is around I'll never forget, um, which is pretty cool to say. Yeah, I remember, you know, getting to that halfway house and just being like, you know, sitting there for like a minute and just be like, all right, we got to get up, get back out there and do this. But um, <laughs> we ended up getting to 11. And by that time, we had looked around and like the weather had gotten significantly worse. Um, How can it get worse? What are you I, talking about here? I like- mean... So like when we, so, okay. So when we teed off, it was like, it was hard to tell if it was raining or not because the wind was blowing so hard and it was like, you like, it was just really hard to tell like what was happening. But after hole seven, like it was like, oh, okay, it's definitely raining because the rain is falling sideways and we can see it like up against the trees in the, in the, in the background. And, and like, it was blowing so hard that the rain hitting your face was stinging. You know, we had all, you know, all the great rain gear. Like I was like decked out and like, you know, top of the line, you know, rain gear. And it, it definitely proved no match to, to the, to the conditions. Bandon, when it's bad, like it, that weather's undefeated. Like there's no rain gear that can save you from that. Um, and I mean, I was just soaked. I had like three layers on the one saving grace was it wasn't cold it was 55 degrees 
and had it been like anywhere in the 40s like we would have been in real trouble but we get to like hole 12 and again at this point no one no, there's one other group on the golf course and we get to 12 and we're about to go into 13 and the ranger comes up to us and he's like hey how's it going <laughs> well we're out here and he was like, okay, I just you know, wanted to make sure you guys are really going to play all 18. And we're like, well, we're kind of like trying to figure out what we're going to do. And he's like, these next couple of holes, they're great. Like this whole course is great. But if you really want to see like some, some of the good holes and make sure you see them, you should cut over to 15 and play 15, 16, 17, 18 and finish it out. And we're like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So we ended up at that same point a few holes later for that outhouses going and cutting over to 15 and playing in from there. Um, and that like proved to be a very good decision because like although i just said we didn't get cold like when you get when you're soaking wet and the wind is blowing like you know 40 miles an hour with gusts of 50 you get cold and i started to get cold you know the girls other girls started to get cold daniel was just constantly just looking around being like this is intense like he was just like (laughs) loving it but um uh yeah, so we we played those those last few holes and at Sheep, I think 17 is definitely like one of the coolest holes um on the entire property. I haven't played all the courses yet, but of the whole the courses I've played, and there's nothing really special to it really. It's kind of just an like I don't want to say a nothing par 4, but it's just along the coastline, along the cliff, and there's just like four or five of these trees. Um and I kind of spoke to it when I when I took over the the Lion Loft um story the, the only word i can really describe it is is otherworldly like they're these trees that are they have no um no leaves no foliage nothing um no greenery and they just look like they're from another planet and along 17 there's like three or four of them and you get up to the green and there's a couple and it just is like almost a surreal like sight like it's just, it's hard to explain unless you're there experiencing it. And I, so I think 17, you know, across the board of the courses I've played there is like one of my favorite holes um, solely because of the scenery and the setting and, and those trees. Like it's just, just, it makes you feel things. And that's like any type of hole that I play that, um, that does that, you know, kind of always sticks out to me. Did you birdie the hole too? Did that help? No, <laughs> uh, I hit a good drive and then that was that that was playing severely downwind. I almost no, actually I, I like drove the green. I think it was like three twenty five with like, you know, thirty miles an hour at your back. And I like it was actually one of the better drives I hit all day. And I was like just like pin high basically. But yeah, I made a I made a nice little par there from from being at the green in one basically. <laughs> so but I hey, pars out there on that day were uh were definitely hard to come by. So I'll I took it and ran. On eighteen, what well, how did the group react finishing up? after that, uh, you know, experience you all went through together. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So, so we all hit our tee shots on 18. Jocelyn and, and Caroline both hit really good drives. I didn't hit a good drive. Daniel didn't hit a good drive. Cause this was kind of going, it, you kind of go back into the wind. I guess it's more of a crosswind on that day. Anyway. So we finished, we finished 18 and I think we ended up playing, what would that be? 15 holes 14 or 15 holes and on that day like that felt like 36 like we walked off and I literally look over I was like I used to play 36 all the time in college that literally felt like 36 holes and you know when you get when you finish on 18 you can kind of again like turn around and look back and just see you know the whole uh, landscape of, of sheep and at that time like the the clouds had moved in the fog had moved in rain was like 
you know, thick and like you couldn't see nearly as far as you could when we first got there. And, um, and we were, you know, we were tired, we were hungry, we were, you know, all the things. And we, we, we kind of get back up towards the clubhouse and, um, the pro that was in there comes out and just kind of has this, this like smile on his face, just like looking at us. We just looked like wet dogs and he's just kind (laughs) of laughing and he was just like, how was it? (laughs) And we were like, uh, yeah, we won't be forgetting that round anytime soon. And he was like, yeah, you guys are the last group on the golf course. And at this time it was like, I think it was around like 3.45 or 4 and like sunsets at 4.30. So we, I don't even know if we would have finished, honestly, had we played all 18. But just, you know, honestly, a sense of accomplishment. You know, since I stopped playing professionally, I've kind of, you know, branded myself as a fair weather golfer. And um, I think that was a little bit of payback from the golf gods for me being a fair weather golfer over the last few years. There was obviously no option. I was going to play. Like, I wasn't going to not play, you know, unless there was like a tsunami or something. But just a sense of accomplishment, a sense of uh, can't wait to eat some food, drink something, and get dry, basically. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can only imagine. And certainly an accomplishment, I'm sure you felt after going through totally. that. The golf gods rewarded you for that experience the next day where you got bluebird skies and just a complete contrast of weather and i thought that was super cool we had we'd been watching the weather you know in the days leading up to this trip and we knew that that tuesday was going to be brutal and wednesday it wasn't it didn't straight up say that it was going to be completely sunny and and warm but it was like definitely no rain so we were like okay tuesday is going to be real bad wednesday looks promising and so we you know finished the round on wednesday and and we get food and we just basically hang out like all night just play card games and whatever and like throughout that we could just hear the wind and the rain all the way all the way through the night just pounding and we were like is it really going to be you know like better tomorrow like this is crazy so i had texted everyone you know as we were going to bed um hey i'm going to get up early tomorrow morning you know it looks like the the skies are going to clear and i'm going to go down you know on the beach and whatever just you know get some drone footage and you know just watch the sunrise and just kind of be out there and so ended up doing that um and we you know we walk outside and there's like tree limbs everywhere like you know you could just tell that like huge storm obviously it just passed through but there was like blue sky so we drive down to you know the beach access area and just not a breath of wind and you know we watch the sun come up and and it's not you know it's warm like you know it's you know at sunrise it's probably you know 50 55 which this time of year in Oregon is 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 warm and and so we kind of head back and and get our things from our room and and head to head to hit balls before our round and as we're driving it's just absolutely perfect warm the sun's out like you know i think when we teed off it was like 60 degrees or almost 60 degrees and it's like this is you know mid-january in oregon and it's like completely sunny you know no wind blue skies like just couldn't believe it it was like it was just like an out-of-body experience just having you know been through what we'd been through the day before to get rewarded with a day like that was really special. And especially like, I was just so glad I was there with, with two people that, you know, are pretty new to the game and brand new to Bandon. Um, and just to be around them and hear their excitement and their, their joy, like of just the entire experience, especially on that second day, um, was really special. Um, Daniel and I just kept looking at each other and smiling just how excited the other two were. Um, because we felt that too, and it was just really cool to, to see them be excited too. Just can't say enough about, about that second day. Like it was just, it was a dream. Yeah, it's the weather before certainly made you appreciate the weather currently that day, I'm sure. You no, know, exactly. And like we talked about that. We were like, 
we I don't know that we would have enjoyed Wednesday as much had it not been as bad on Tuesday. But winter season out at Bannon, I think it's one of the best times to go. A, it's a really affordable, reasonable time of year to experience it, and you're going to catch these bluebird days that the course is not as packed as high season. And, yeah, you might have rounds where it puts your per- perseverance to the test, but it's kind of like camping where it makes you appreciate your own bed when you get home, where you're out there. It doesn't matter what the weather is going to be like. You're outdoors and you're fully immersed in that adventure and, and spot and time and place that you're at. And uh, it just makes you appreciate when you do have calm and comfort Hundred percent. That's. I mean, that's perfectly encapsulated all the emotions that we were feeling on on Wednesday. You got to have that contrast to appreciate the good and recognize a moment of difficulty or challenge, and knowing that there is going to be that. I'm a huge Liverpool FC fan, and and their their slogan is "You'll never walk alone," and their their song is "It goes after after the storm, there's a golden sky," and like that's literally what happened. To appreciate the the really good things in life, you got to have that that contrast, and that's literally what we experienced. It was manifested through this this crazy 24 hour shift. And to your point, even in the summer, you'll get good weather, but it's going to be super windy. And in the winter on the Oregon coast you'll get days where there's no wind, but you, you won't get those during the summer. And that's what also it makes it, you know, special is, you know, having to, you know, maybe put yourself through that, that challenging day of weather to get rewarded with that, you know, absolutely calm, beautiful day. And it's I'll tell you right now, I would, I would, I would do that trip, you know, every weekend if I could, if I, if I knew that it, I had to go through that weather to get that next, you know, day of beautiful weather, I'd do it every time. Well, it's, uh, wish I was there, especially when you sent me pictures of the second day, I was definitely wishing I could teleport over there. So Pacific Dunes, you'd played there before, but going into it again with this mindset of recreation versus score. And I'm I'm sure you as a competitive person personally wants to do as best as you can. Uh, right. How was it like scoring as well as seeing this course for the second time around for you? Yeah, totally. And you're exactly right with that. With the better weather and calmer conditions, I definitely felt inside myself a little bit more pressure, like put on myself like, okay, all right, we can we can we can maybe score a little bit today because we don't have 40 miles an hour coming over our, you know, our, 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 our backside and you can hit some shots and you can let it loose. And so <laughs> did it make it easier? Like you're feeling all right, conditions are good, so I can go ahead and score? Or are you like, I don't know where the ball is actually going now because I don't have 40 miles power of wind that I have to account <laughs> well, for? Well, exactly. That was the funniest thing was like hitting balls like without bracing yourself for like this crazy wind that's hitting you was the weirdest thing. And you know what's actually funny is, I'm not kidding you, I think I putted better the first day than I did the second day. Like because when you have this this constant distraction of the elements like that you have to like deal with consciously it completely removes your your mind from focusing on your putting stroke and like hitting a good putt and you almost like it almost becomes like reactionary which is great for me because it it almost feels like I'm I'm shooting a, a basketball or something when conditions are super calm and like I have all the time in the world to think about what I'm doing it's usually not a good thing um, so I legitimately think I putted better the first day, but I, I definitely felt a sense of pressure on myself to, to play a little bit better, uh, the second day and early on, early going, I 
did not. <laughs> it was it was a rough go, you know. But with that, trying to translate you know yardages and stuff back to what you would normally do, as opposed to a day you know where you're you know having to figure calculate you know thirty miles an hour of wind, there was definitely an adjustment. So those first you know couple three holes were were a little bit of a struggle. The wheels kind of came off early, but I was able to to kind of, you know, find a groove and and uh and start swinging well and and made a made a couple putts, which was exciting for me. But Pacific is is I and again, I haven't played all the courses there, but of the courses I've played, I think Pacific is my favorite. The first couple holes there, you're you're basically headed straight out to the ocean and you get to 3 green and your your anticipation is building because you know that the next tee shot and the next hole is going to be just completely along the cliff and um it's just, you know, you feel that anticipation. So you've yet to play Old Mac and Bannon Preserve. Uh, how would you compare Pacific Dunes to Sheep Ranch with Pacific Dunes up to the point of Sheep Ranch officially becoming a course for Bannon Dunes, had the most hole holes on the coast. Sheep Ranch has more holes on the coast, I believe. It's more of uh it's like Pacific Dunes on steroids in terms of getting that coastline experience. What, how would you, yeah, how would you compare the two courses to each other? It's, you know, it's fascinating because if you were to be plopped down on Pacific Dunes and then plopped down on Sheep Ranch, you could theoretically believe that you're in two completely different places in the world. They're just so different. I've, like, Sheep Ranch obviously is super open, like, you can, and Pacific is in areas too, like, there's a lot of areas where you can see a lot on Pacific Dunes, but... Sheep is like just way more open, not as undulating. You can kind of hit it anywhere. Pacific is a lot more protected, shielded, kind of like you got, you know, dunes, you know, um, mounds, you know, on, on the left and right. Um, and you're kind of almost like sunk down and, and kind of playing through this like, you know, goalie, so to speak, on each hole. You definitely have to navigate your way around Pacific a lot more than you do sheep. If I only had one more round to play and I had to, you know, and it was between, you know, sheep and Pacific and I had to shoot a better score, I'd choose sheep every day. So, yeah, they just kind of provide a different, you know, set of, of challenges and but both, you know, beautiful in their own right. I just love how thoughtfully designed, you know, each track is. That's, um, that's part of the I feel like, too, the adventure of just getting on property, too. It's. There's no easy way to get there necessarily unless you're uber rich and can take a private charter or fly in the north, find the North Bend route in. How I've always done it is flying into Portland and making my way down. You can either take the um, route through the countryside or take the coastal route, which adds an hour, which I highly recommend. But it it puts you once you're there, you are like totally in the moment. Totally, it's yeah, it's like unlike any other sport, like. We were talking about basketball a lot because we obviously were with well Daniel played college basketball himself actually and so we were just kind of comparing and contrasting basketball and golf and that's kind of the double edged sword of golf is like you do have time to think about anything and everything on the golf course whereas in basketball it's just you know rapid fire you're just going and reacting and um, in a competition sense it can either be a great thing or or a, or a bad thing you know for golf but in rounds like these it's it's the best like we were just constantly thinking and saying out loud like we don't want this round to end like we just you know wanted to keep playing well i'm certainly excited to see what you captured and you know we shared some stuff on our instagram story and we got those highlights up on instagram if you missed it but yeah you're talking about funny moments uh and shots that stood out do you have any of those that you can share that comes that's like top of mind well so 
Okay, so one that just immediately popped into my head was, um, I think it was like eight at Pacific. Like we had basically up to this point on both days had avoided any sort of competitive situations. So Daniel and I kind of hit our drives in a similar spot on eight. I kind of threw out the idea. I was like, hey, Daniel, KP for a shot right here. He steps up. This is we're from like probably 150 yards and he hits it to like three or four feet. And I'm just like, okay, great. Can I can <laughs> someone just throw me a shot now that I can take and get this over with. But then I step up and hit it to like, like six or seven feet, like easily, like two of the best shots that him and I hit like up to that point, adding a little bit of like a little bit of stakes, a little bit of pressure. Like, you know, we just kind of both rose to the occasion and, and just hit these great shots. So that was kind of funny. And then I had to take a shot on the next hole, but um, which wasn't as funny. And then, yeah, you know, honestly, I was just generally speaking, I was really impressed with Caroline and Jocelyn, just how they, some of the shots that they hit, you know, for a beginner to go out at, at Bandon and play, like, is no easy feat just in of itself. And just like, you know, being able to like hit shots around the course and like finish and like, you know, this isn't, you know, they're not going out and playing a municipal golf course. Like this is like, you know, just to people that had never, you know, played, you know, link style course or even know what it was. Um, to go out and hit some of the shots they did, um, I was really impressed. Uh, both Daniel and I were very impressed, and we and I made sure to communicate that to them that, um, like, hey, like you know, getting out here and playing and, and finishing holes and like, you know, getting a couple pars here and there, like that's a big deal. Like you need to be proud of yourself because um, they just don't have that, you know, that that knowledge or that context of knowing like the difficulty of, uh, you know, of the course they were playing and. Um, especially as compared to like where they're at with their, their, their golf journey. But yeah, Daniel played, played good, um, uh, on the second day at pack. I think he shot around, you know, probably shot around par if we were, if we were keeping score. I just remembered the first day, um, at sheep on the, I think it was the third hole. Daniel like short-sighted himself. None of us are really paying attention at this moment, like to any of what's going on around us, like anyone else. Like, I'm, like, looking down, walking. Caroline's, like, looking for her ball. Jocelyn's over. And none of us are really paying attention to anything that's going on. And Daniel hits his chip, and it goes in. And, he like, he didn't see it. None of us saw it. And he's like, hey, guys, you see my chip shot? Like, where did it go? And we're like, oh, I don't didn't even know you hit it. And then he's like, you guys, it went in the hole. Like, thanks a lot. Like, he, like, looks over to the, into the hole, and it's, like, sitting in there. And he's just like, I just hold out. Like... And it was just like so funny because it just spoke to, you know, the conditions and, and the state of mind that everyone was in, just like so hyper focused on just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other that, you know, we completely missed this insane chip shot that he just made. But yeah, it was just lots of laughs, lots of good times, lots of banter. Daniel and, and Jocelyn in particular had a lot of banter going on, which was really entertaining. But uh just a fun group. Um, down to earth people, um, it was just, it was just such a great time. Well, appreciate you sharing and capturing all that you did while you're out there so that we can live through that experience. And like I said, very stoked to see, yeah, being able to encapsulate what you went through. I don't know, just seeing that, uh, experience you had, it epitomizes like what Bandon's all about. It epitomizes what, golf is all about and being able to share that with other people so and I, i'm i'm very excited to see your vantage point and viewpoint of that that trip totally yeah it was um 
kind of cool because I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to go on this trip so soon after after starting here, you know, with Lion Loft that, you know, this kind of this kind of really felt like the the kickoff point for me just from a, you know, content creation standpoint. And and I like I kind of referenced it earlier that just threw up a picture on my Instagram and, you know, just kind of talked about kind of my mindset of, of how I felt like after going down there. And, you know, my biggest takeaway after leaving Bandon this week was I you know, kind of fell in love with, with the game again and everything that, that comes along with it. Personally, haven't felt this excited and, and this um, positive about golf and just everything to do with the game in a long time, maybe ever, honestly. Um, so for that, the I'm rain just... Almost was, uh, the rain almost was metaphorically cleansing, it, it seems like. Exactly. Straight up, dude. Like, just... I, like, you know the scene in... <laughs> You know the scene in Forrest Gump when Lieutenant Dan's like out in the water and he's like, you know, like stranded, like in fighting off the storm and like yelling at God and stuff. And then he like jumps off the boat and swims like, you know, it's like a beautiful day. I don't know if you remember that scene or not. Maybe the people listening to this do. But Uh, that's kind of what it feels like to me. Like, that's kind of what I feel. I feel like Lieutenant Dan, like swimming off into the into the sun after after a huge storm, just finally at peace. And uh yeah, so I, I just... Well, lucky for us, you you didn't actually swim off, <laughs> and this is the first of many golf adventures you're going to go on and capture what you see. Um, and if you're out in the Portland area or in Oregon and want to tee it with Kendra, uh, get in touch. And just, uh, again, super pumped to have you on board and pumped to have the Pacific Northwest as another way for us to express our love for golf through our content and storytelling and you going on golf adventures. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't say any better. And that's, that's what's so exciting about this opportunity is like getting to connect with, with people, you know, within the golf, uh, within the golf realm. That's one of the things I'm super excited about is making these connections and and teeing it with people and, and meeting new faces. And so, yeah, please get in touch. Let's go play. Where's the first tee and what's the course record, as they say? Thanks for listening to The Loop. Be sure to keep an eye out on our log for a photographic account of the trip. We're stoked to keep bringing you tons of new stories and content in 2021. And if you're out in the Pacific Northwest, make sure to look up Kendra for some G. As always, keep spreading the good feeling that golf is home.